Appreciate that good singing. Hey, goodness. Get tears out of my eyes so I can read. Amen. Matthew chapter number one. I'll get you out of here quick. At least I'll try. Amen. Only restaurant that's open this morning was Waffle House. And when I came by there, I think there was as many people there as what's here right now this morning. And uh, they were parking in Rodeo's parking lot. They were standing out there in the gas station parking lot. People were standing outside the building to get into Waffle House. Uh, you know it's good. <laughs> or possibly it's the only place open. All right, now, Matthew chapter number one, if you're there, say amen. All right, we're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time if you can't find Matthew, all right? Matthew 1, we'll start reading in verse number 18, and I'm going to read down through the end of the chapter, and uh, y'all forgive me. If anything comes out of my nose or anything like that, it's because of the choir, all right? And I don't have any, I, I have nothing. Uh, let me grab a tissue just in, just in case the, the spirit gets going. I need somebody to help me. Hey, spirit gets moving, there ain't no telling what might happen? All right. Y'all all right? Amen. Well, Matthew chapter number one. Let's begin our reading in verse number 18. The Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is, if there was any doubt in your mind that Mary was a virgin and Matthew dispels all of it right here in the verse in verse number 18. He lets us know that while she was a spouse to Joseph, it's happened before they had came together. The Bible says in verse number 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. <laughs> hey, it might not mean anything to you, uh, but when he said this to Joseph, uh, he appealed to a certain part of Joseph, and we'll get into that in just a few moments. But you'll remember that, day, uh, that Jesus had this same title and was given this same title by blind Bartimaeus. He called him Jesus, thou son of David. And what that simply meant was is that he was heir to the throne. <laughs> Joseph is very important in scripture because he was heir to the throne. Now we're going to go on. We know that, uh, is it man? I, I don't even know if I'm going to get it all out. But Joseph was heir to the throne, but yet Jesus was born of a virgin. I'm going to tie these two together before we leave out of here this morning. And I pray it's, it's going to be on, all right? If it ain't on, it's Dalton's fault, all right? But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take, uh, uh, to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son. 
And thou shalt call his name Jesus. <laughs> There's no greater name under heaven. The only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus, his name means Yahweh saves. Mm. Praise the Lord. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. I was looking at this, and I've been doing, uh, 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 we've, we've looked at uh, the shepherds, uh, rocking chair service, whether you know it or not. We looked at Mary, and we looked at the announcement to the shepherds. We looked at the announcement or the coming to uh, uh, the shepherds and, and the coming to Mary. And this morning, I wanted to focus in on this one story here found in the book of Matthew. Matthew, if you know your Bible, Matthew was written to the Jews. Uh, he shows the kingship of Jesus Christ. If you go through the Gospels, Matthew is written to the Jews and he shows his kingship and how he is the rightful heir to the throne. Mark shows his servanthood. Mark shows him, depicts him as a servant. And in Mark we see uh, uh, many uh, uh, miracles performed. Uh, Luke, if you go into the book of Luke and you study Luke, Luke writes to the Gentiles. Mark wrote to the Romans. Luke writes to the Gentiles, and he tells them that uh, not only uh, is this Jesus born to Joseph and Mary, but uh, that this Jesus was a perfect man, sinless, without sin at all. And so he writes to the Gentiles, and then John writes to the world, for God so loved the world. John writes to the world, and he, he depicts Jesus Christ as God himself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he also tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so the, each, author, each author of the Gospels writes to a different audience, and they portray Christ differently. Matthew is one that portrays him as the king. And so Matthew deals with Joseph more than any of the others may deal with Joseph. That is because Joseph was a rightful heir to the throne. That is why he is uh, uh, um, uh, talked to and referenced to as a son of David, thou son of David. In this, I want us to look just for a few moments at a familiar story, but I believe we'll learn some things this morning. 
if you will allow it. I want you to first off look at the arrangement of this couple, the arrangement of this couple. It may seem odd to you and it may seem odd to me, uh, but the Bible says that these two were espoused. In other words, they were not yet married, but yet they were very much committed. And what this simply means is this, they went through in their culture, they went through a, a, a time period of where they would be espoused or betrothed and then the marriage would come later. During this time, they were just as well, they might as well had been married and from the best that I can tell, this took place for about one year. In other words, they could not consummate the marriage, but in all rights, it was as if they were already married. A matter of fact, according to the culture and what I've read about it and the customs of it, they could not even break up. This wasn't something that you could just say, oh, we don't want to date anymore. We don't want to do this. This was and initially, this was essentially a contract. And the only way to get out of this contract was for a bill of divorcement. And so we see the arrangement of, the cust uh, of this couple. We see the custom and we see that it, the commitment that was made here. But we see the annulment on this contract. We'll see in verse number uh, uh, 19, the Bible says, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. This, this annulment of the contract, he was going to go and do a bill of divorcement, but he was going to do it in a manner that would not bring public attention to her and would not embarrass her in any way. And so so the reason for this is obviously because of a conflict. This man has betrothed himself, espoused himself to this woman. He is holding out for this woman, and now she is with child. You can imagine what was going through his mind, as well as everybody in the community. I need somebody to help me. Everybody in the Baptist church was calling everybody else in the Baptist church to tell them, look here, did you hear about Mary? Here's how it went. Hey, we need to pray for Mary. We need to pray for Mary. <laughs> I need somebody to help me right here. Hey, we need to pray for Joseph. He's going through some things. Oh, you didn't hear? Yeah, his, his, his wife, his espoused wife is pregnant with child. Is everybody all right? So the conflict we see and the characterization that it would have brought. And one, either they were, either they had broke custom and they had come together or either Mary had stepped out of the boundaries of her faithfulness and she had essentially committed adultery. And so obviously Joseph is conflicted about what to do, but I want you to notice the Bible says he was a just man and his conduct was such that even with all of this going on, he was still trying to do right by Mary. The Bible says we see the arrangement of the couple, we see the annulment of the contract, 
but we see the announcement of a child. In this case, it came through a vision. It came through a dream. The Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream. And that happened in verse number 20. The angel of the Lord comes to Joseph in a dream and uh, uh, he announces that this child that Mary is, is carrying is from God. He announces to Joseph and instructs Joseph that he is to continue on with this marriage and that he is to go ahead without any worry about Mary or what may have taken place, that it would all be taken care of, that God would take care of it all. And he announced to Joseph in one verse, and this verse says in verse number 21, "...and she shall bring forth a son..." And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This announcement, we are introduced to a deliverer. We are told that he would uh, 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 save his people. But we're also told in this announcement that there is a debt. This debt was by our, 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 was our own, all people. That's why he must come to deliver all people. Of course, we know the verses of Romans chapter number 3, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, and there is none righteous, no, not one. We are all under sin as everybody okay. According to this there is a debt that had to be paid. And according to this announcement, the child that Mary would give birth to, this child was from God and he would deliver his people from their sins. Exactly what was needed. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And he had to be born so that he could die. I need somebody to help me. If God would have told us what day he was born on, we would have worshipped the day. But he was born to die. God didn't want us to emphasize so much his birth as we did his death for mine and your sins, for the sins of the world, so that you and I could spend eternity with him. And so we see the announcement of a child. Hey, there was a child born several thousand years ago. Somewhere in Bethlehem laid in a manger for you and I with the purpose of his life being to live a sinless life to go to a cross and die for you and I to pay our sin debt according to Matthew we owed a debt and he would be a deliverer and I thank God 2,000 years ago he climbed up on a cross not because he was made to not because he had to not because they decided they were going to kill him but because he gave his own life for you and I so that we could live in eternity with him. An announcement of a child. And this lastly, I told you I was getting done quick. Are y'all ready? This is my favorite part, the adoption of Christ. Man, I've never even seen this before, and I know it's been here all my life, but I've never seen this before. We know the adoption. We've talked about the adoption in, in our Bible college and, every, and maybe even in here I have. 
But I have never seen it like I've seen it in these few verses. As we look at this, I want you to notice, uh, just for a few moments, the Bible says that in verse number 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. In other words, this is what I want you to see this morning because this was a custom, but he was given, Joseph was not the father of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that she conceived of the Holy Ghost. This child was of the Holy Ghost. This child was God himself. Joseph was not the father. He was not the blood father of this child, but yet he was given the responsibility of naming this child. That don't mean a whole lot to you and I or us in America today as most people get their name for their child off of Google or Google or whatever. Is everybody all right? But back in this time, this was an instruction by the Father through an angel that essentially gave Joseph the responsibility of this child. In other words, it was an adoption, if you will. This child would take on Joseph's name. As a matter of fact, when we go through Scripture, the Bible tells us that they spoke of Jesus in this wise, and they said, is this not the son of Joseph the carpenter? Is everybody all right? They said, they, they recognized, why in the world would they recognize him as Joseph's son if he wasn't Joseph's son? It was because Joseph shows us a beautiful picture of adoption in the Bible. He shows us the care of a father, if you will. The adoption process, if you will, is not something that's very easily taken on. It's not something that's very easy to come by or easy to do. A matter of fact, if you look at the adoption, it is of high price. In other words, it costs those that are adopted a lot of money. It costs them a lot of their time. It costs them a lot of their wealth. Why? Because it is not easy to adopt. So the price of adoption is up high. The purpose of the adoption to give a child and to make a child a legal son or daughter. A legal son or daughter of the one that is adopting. The adoptee is made an e or a legal son or daughter in whatever case it may be in our life, uh, this is the purpose of adoption. And under the purpose of this adoption, this man, this father, he was to protect this child. He was to provide for this child. And this is probably the best part of it. There was a possession that was entitled to this child. In other words, when the man adopted a child, he had not only only the responsibility to care and to protect this child, but given the instance of his death, he had to include him in the will. You can cut your own child out of the will, but if you adopt a child, you cannot cut that child out of your will. Some of you parents say amen if you ain't never adopted anybody. You cut your children right on out. Amen. That, I use that against them too. Boy, you don't behave. I'll cut you out of my will. You ain't getting nothing. I, I need somebody to help me. But you cannot do that when you adopt a child. You cannot do that. You can cut out every child you have, but you cannot cut 
an adopted child out of the will. I need somebody to help me. Joseph is a perfect picture of what God the Father did for you and I. He paid a high price to adopt me. I need somebody to help me. He paid a high price to adopt me. When he hung on a cross and he bled out for me, he paid a high price to adopt me. And according to his purpose, the Bible says that he, we sang that song, I didn't even realize it was in that song Tim uh, KK was singing it. He has made us sons and daughters. He paid a high price and the purpose of that price was to make us sons and daughters. Matter of fact, I think it is, uh, let me get over here and I'll read you some scripture. Romans chapter number 8, verses 14 through 17. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Boy, I tell you what, I got to looking at this thing, the more I got to studying this thing, the better it got. Because here Paul uses the term, says Abba Father. And if you go back into Galatians, uh, let me see if I can find it in Galatians chapter number 4. In Galatians chapter number 4 it says this, it says even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father, there's that same terminology. Say, preacher, why? What does that mean? I'm glad you asked. It really means this. It really means Papa Daddy. It's a, it's a term of endearment. It's a term that you would use with your father. Instead of calling your father dad or instead of calling your father father, you may call him Daddy, this is exactly what this is. It was an, a, it was a term of endearment, a term of adoration. So why in the world would Paul use it? Why would Paul use it? And what effect would it have on those that were listening to him? Well, we have to go all the way back to Mark chapter number fourteen, and these letters are in red. The Bible said, and he said, that's Jesus. Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou will. In other words, when Paul used this same terminology, he was saying this, by us being adopted by God, we have the same privilege. We have the same relationship. We have the same adoration that Jesus had with the Father. When Jesus prayed to the Father, he said, Abba, Father, or Papa, daddy and now you and I have the same privilege that Jesus had. Why? Because Romans chapter number 8 also tells us that you and I are joint heirs with Jesus. It says it says the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if so be that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. In other words, when God adopted you and 
why? We got the whole thing. We got the relationship and we got everything involved in it. Galatians chapter number 4. If you go back and you look at Galatians chapter number 4, the Bible tells us in Galatians, let me get over there. In Gal- I got to get back to my notes. In Galatians chapter number 4, it says this, that we are heirs through Christ. That means that we share the blessing of Abraham. You know what blessing that Abraham had? That was in Romans chapter number 4 and in verse number 13. In Romans 4 and verse number 13, the Bible tells us for the promise that he should be heir of the world. That was the promise that was given to Abraham. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that God promised Abraham the world. And in Galatians chapter number 4, Paul tells us that we are heirs through Christ. In other words, you and I get what Abraham got. We share with Abraham's inheritance. But in Romans chapter number 8, Paul says that we are heirs of God. And when he says we are heirs of God, you know what we get? We get it all. We get everything. We get it all. If there was any doubt among the Jews, the Gentiles are engrafted in and we get a part. We share with the Jews. We share with Abraham the promise that was given to him. But we hold also a promise from the Father and we get everything that God has. Why? Because a baby was born. A baby was born back in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago and he delivered his people from sin. And those that are saved this morning, we are adopted children. We, we, oh, oh my goodness. We are adopted children. We have all the privileges that Jesus Christ had with the Father. And according to Scripture, we're joint heirs with Him. Man, there's so much in this thing. I took the genealogies and went back. I ain't going to preach this, but I took the genealogies and went back. And Mary... You go in Luke chapter number three and you go through the genealogy. It takes us from Mary all the way back through Adam, all the way to God. You go through the line here in Matthew and Matthew once again is showing his kingship and Matthew takes us back through Solomon. Mary's line goes through another son of David called Nathan, not Solomon. But Matthew's lineage goes through Solomon. Why? Because Solomon was promised to sit on the throne of his father. This promise that David's throne. Y'all, y'all, mm. I, ain't got, I, I, I don't want to preach this, but y'all got to hear this because this was just so good. So anyhow, there is a man by the name of Jehoiakim. He had a son and his son was cursed by God. In other words, God said this, no blood, he, y'all, In the curse, this is how he worded it. None of your blood will ever sit upon that throne. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop right there and say this. He was a son of David. He was a son of Solomon. But God cursed him and said, none of your blood, your blood will not sit on that throne. But his his lineage goes right to Joseph. And Joseph had no part in this birth of Jesus. (laughs) He had no blood 
in this game in Jesus. Is everybody getting where I'm getting? In other words, Jesus was adopted. The blood that ran through him was divine blood, but yet he was adopted, which made him an heir to the throne. In other words, Jesus has every single right to sit on that throne. Why? Because he was adopted by Joseph. So the curse that God gave, (laughs) the curse that God gave, Jesus, he fulfills both The curse that no blood from that man would sit on that throne. (laughs) But yet, the lineage of Solomon and David would sit on... Y'all, it's a lot more than just a baby being born. And I wish I had time to tell you all the stuff that I dug up on this, but I promise to get y'all out of here early, and I'm going to hold to my promise. This morning, I hope you know this. Because of that baby. Because of that child. You and I, there's a, there's a pathway to adoption. There was a high price that was paid. That price was paid on Calvary, not just for you and not just for me, but for all the world, for, for, all, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we leave out of here today. It's Christmas Day. And as we leave out of here today, I want you to celebrate a little bit more than just his birth. I'm thankful for his birth, but there was so much that went into his birth that you and I have no clue about. You and I have not studied out. But I want you to know this, when you leave out of here, if you are saved in this building this morning, you are considered, according to the Bible, a son of God, an adopted son. The throne could not be taken away from Jesus. (laughs) the throne could not be taken away God took away the throne from every other every other man every other blood everybody he took it away from everybody but because of Joseph's adoption of Jesus he could not take away the throne and Jesus will one day sit on that throne as the only and the the only rightful heir to that throne because of adoption. And according to the Bible, we're joint heirs. We're we're joint heirs with Jesus. What does that mean, preacher? We got just as much. We got it all. I'm reminded of a story. I think I've told this story in here before, but I'm reminded of a story in a state. Man had died, and he had, years ago, he had had one son. Years before, he sent his son off. His son went into the military, and his son went off, and his son died on the battlefield. This man, as he was getting ready to depart, as he was getting ready to go, he had one portrait of his son. Had a man do a painting of it, and that painting was sitting in there in this man's room, and it was his prized possession. He had many other art. He had all kind of art all over the wall, and it was a very high value So at his death, many were interested in purchasing or buying things from his estate. They all come in and they were all gathered together for the auction. And the auction was going on and the guys were getting ready for it. And they brought out the very first item. 
And the very first item that they brought out was this picture of this man's son. They brought this picture out of this man's son and they said, who will buy this? Start? We'll start the bidding here. Who will buy this picture of this man's son? Everybody got to looking around and everybody got to looking at each other and say, man, did we come here for this? I came here to get all the good stuff. I figured there'd be some really nice stuff in there. I don't want a picture of somebody else's child. I don't want a picture of somebody else I don't even know and have not ever seen in my life. I don't want that hanging up in my house. And so as the auctioneer stood up there and pleaded with the people, not one person bid on that picture. Not one person. It went on and on and they said, come on, move on with it. Nobody wants that picture. And they kept on and finally to move the thing ahead. One man in the back didn't have much money. He was just there. He was a servant to the man's house. And he lifted up his hand and he said, I'll take the painting. And he lifted up his hand for just a, mere, just a small amount of money. And as soon as he did so, the auctioneer finished the sale, banged the gavel and said, the sale is over. Everybody in there started getting mad, started hollering, what do you mean the sale is over? The estate is still here. There's all kind of paintings. There's all kind of things in here. And he said, I had one instruction and one instruction only. He who takes the sun takes it all. He who takes the sun takes it all. And can I say this morning, when you get the son, when you get that child, that son that was born to Joseph and Mary, you get it all. Amen. So this morning, the question is, are you a son or a daughter? Say, preacher, we're all sons of God. No, we're all created by God. We're all under the lordship of God. Everybody listen to this. We're all under the lordship of God. Say, nah, -uh, preacher, some people, just, they just don't listen to God. Ain't none of us listen to him very well. But we're all under the lordship. How do you know that, preacher? Because the Bible says that one day, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It don't matter whether you want to or whether you don't. One day you're going to kneel on nothing. You're going to confess with your mouth that he is exactly who he said he was. Now, I would encourage you to do that on this side of the dirt. Because he who takes the son takes it all. We're not all sons and daughters. We're not all joint heirs with Jesus. We're all his creation. We're all under his lordship. But we're all under sin. And a price had to be paid. And that price was that little baby that we celebrate today. The birth of that little baby that you and I celebrate today, that was the beginning of the price that would have to be paid to adopt you and I as a son, as a daughter. Say, well, I'll take my chances. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You might not get December the 26th. You might not get this afternoon. There's people dying left and right. 
seen a MMA fighter just died. Stephen Bonner. That don't mean nothing for some of y'all unless y'all been in MMA, but man, he was one of the most epic fights. Really got UFC off the ground and everything else. I think he was like late 30s, early 40s or something like that and, and died. Died a day or two ago. Dropped dead. An athlete. I need somebody to help me. And you squeezing in the size 40 pants. <laughs> Sitting there saying, bring me some more. Bring me some more pecan pie. I'm going to step outside and smoke a cigarette before I drink my beer. And I'll call on God tomorrow. I need somebody to help me. Might not get tomorrow. And I've seen some of y'all drive. <laughs> you, you might not get this afternoon. And even more, I told Dalton when he come in, I said, go out there right now and put cones up around the ice. I said, shores the world, somebody, they somebody dumb enough to step in the ice. So put cones around it. Have somebody out there that says, don't step in the ice. You would think you wouldn't have to do that. Dalton come back in. He said, I fell down. I about fell down. Uh, Wyatt fell down. Chip about fell down. Matt about fell down. I'm like, that's why somebody's got to stand out there and tell people, don't step in the ice. I need somebody to help me. You're driving to kill you. Your health will kill you. And your stupidity will kill you. May not get tomorrow. Dalton, go over to that piano. Heads are bowed with me just for a moment. I'm going to give an invitation and we're done. I promise you. Right now, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I mean it. If right now, you say, Preacher, I could, if I died at this moment, if I died before I got off this property, Preacher, I do not know where I'd spend eternity. You be honest with me and say, Preacher, that's, that's where I'm at this morning. I don't like being here. I don't like being in this position. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'd spend eternity, Preacher. I don't like being in this position. I don't know. Preacher, would you pray for me? If that's you this morning, I want you to look right up at me. Nobody's looking around. If you're up in the balcony, raise your hand. Preacher, I don't know. I don't know where I'd spend eternity if I was to die. If you're on the floor, just look up at me. Thank you. You can put your head down, man. I, I'm not going to embarrass you. Does anybody else be honest with me? Preach, I'm not sure. Anybody else? I had one look up at me this morning, so we're going to finish the invitation with this. I was in the same place you are. September 28, 1997. I sat in a church not knowing where I'd spend eternity if I was to die. I knew about Jesus. Man, I'd heard about him. I lived in the South. Everybody heard about him. I could tell you stories about him. I could tell you what he'd done. Matter of fact, if you handed me a Bible, I could preach. The problem was I didn't have a relationship with him. There was never a time in my life where I'd put my faith in Jesus Christ, trusted the work that he did on the cross to save me. 
according to the Bible, there was never a time I believed. I remember the preacher gave an invitation just like I'm giving this morning. Not exactly, but very similar. I remember sitting on that pew. Didn't have chairs, we had pews. I remember sitting on that pew, my heart about to beat out of my chest knowing that if I died sitting right there I'd go to hell knowing I'd go to hell preacher giving an invitation I got up I came forward and Jesus saved me changed my life He'll do the same for you this morning. That's what I want you to do. If you want to get this thing right, get up out of your seat. Won't you come? I'll meet you right down front. Get somebody to take a Bible and show you how you can be saved. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. God, I'm thankful, Lord, for this time of the year. Thankful for our services today. Lord, thankful for all these faithful people that come. Lord, I know they got so much to do this afternoon, Lord, with family and friends. God, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather together and worship you this morning. Lord, I pray we all leave out of here, Lord, with joy in our hearts, knowing that, God, we are adopted sons, joint heirs with that little baby that was born, laid in a manger, lived a sinless life, died on that cross for me resurrected after three days and sat down on your right hand. God, I look forward to today, Lord, that I'll be in your presence crying, Abba, Father. God, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for the relationship, Lord, that we're able to have with you because of Christ. We pray all these things in the lovely name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen.